Hey, I'm sports journalist Sam Squires. Welcome to On Her Game. In my role as a sports journalist, I've always tried to be an advocate for female athletes, not only to highlight their achievements, but to place a spotlight on the issues facing women in sport. I'm going to keep bringing you compelling interviews from our top sportswomen every two weeks, but every other week we're going to tackle a big issue facing women in sport. So welcome everyone to On Her Mind. And in this episode, we're chatting about when traditional dress codes of wearing white in sport, namely Wimbledon, collide with a woman's period. And to do this, I'm pleased to say that I have listener, Sydney editor. It is, of course, the wonderful Amy Goggins joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, pleasure to be here, Sam. It's such an interesting topic that we're about to dive into. I can't wait to get it. Do I dare say it's a bloody good topic? Ooh. I don't have any shame in being able to say that and we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but first of all, we're talking about this because Wimbledon is set to scrap their all-whites undergarments rules after calls from female tennis players that it hinders their performance and makes them feel self-conscious competing. And uh, I've got to say this seems like a no-brainer for me, right? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. And I feel like, how are we here in 2022? And this is still a thing. But I think we need to look, I guess, at the history of the dress code with Wimbledon. um, And let's talk about the rules of it. So look, the dress code, it was written in 1880s. So, you know, that's a very long time ago. And maybe we do now need to get with the time. But if we look at it and It says any undergarments that either are or can be visible during play, now that includes due to perspiration, must also be completely white except for a single trim of colour no wider than one centimetre. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition, common standards of decency are required at all times. So I assume what we're talking about there is obviously the length uh, of skirts, uh, sleeves, what women can wear there as well, and and the men as Talking well. Talking about maybe a g-string as well. Thinking Wimbledon, but I read that and went common standards of decency. Mm. Please give the women some decency when they're on their period, because this mm. is like a deeply conscious issue. I mean, we're both women. When you're on your period, everyone knows, and we just do it right. We change our habits. Mm. Uh, we don't wear white pants. Yeah. I have these fab white jeans. Uh, I never, ever wear them when I'm close to my period or when when I'm having my period as well. You know, I, I, I'm constantly thinking about it, you know. But that's right. How, it's the what's my heavy day? What? When yeah. am I going to be able to go to the toilet and change tampons? All these kind of things. You think about consciously where you're going to sit, what activities you're taking place. My husband says, let's go for a quick swim. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I've got to, got to think about this, right? Like it's always on a female's mind. I can't imagine what it's like when you're competing in sport and having to wear all white Mm. and you're consciously thinking the whole time you're on your period, what's going to happen, could this... You can understand how female athletes are saying this hinders their performance and makes them self-conscious. These women, when they compete at Wimbledon, they're on the global stage. You know, they walk out onto centre court, they walk out onto all these other courts and the world is watching. I can't imagine the pressure if you are on your period... What comes with that? You know, we've spoken about us just going about our daily lives, you know, if we're just going to the pool or going to the beach or or doing whatever, going for a walk. It, on a global stage, this would just be 
an added pressure that these women are having to deal with. Um, a lot of women have also had to change their habits. They've spoken mm. about it. Um, Australia's Daria Gavrilova has spoken about how she has taken the pill to skip her period mm. while competing. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is like changing your monthly function, habits. your habit and, and an option it. for a lot of women as well. Not every woman can take the, the mm. pill. It has huge side effects for a lot of different women as well. So it's not easily solved just from taking a pill. And also like the pill for some people can hinder their performance well, that's as right. well and affect their performance in, in different ways. It can make them feel bloated. We, you know, as women we know, like we go on about about these things and it's just escalated when it's uh, you're an athlete having to do this, as you said, on the global stage. Uh, and I feel like, like you said, how is it taking until 2022? Like these traditions were created when women didn't play such a major mm. role in sport. And, you know, you, you mentioned the rules were made in 1880. Like think of when women did start playing tennis, you know, they were in long, thick dresses, very, <laughs> very thick dresses. They certainly weren't, you know, just below the bum or anything like that like they are today. And, and wispy kind of... Um, clothes as well. So a very different times mm. when these were created. I kind of love the tradition of Wimbledon though. I love that um, the, the all whites kind of thing. And I think I didn't really think of how it would affect women yep. until a lot of the women started speaking out about yeah. this. And, and I'm embarrassed when- to say as a woman, I never actually thought about it until mm. you, you are hearing these bigger profile women speak up and say, actually, this is outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've all been conditioned a certain way to kind of accept it, right? Mm. To be like, well, that's just what we've got to do. You've got to get on the pill or you've got to think about what you wear or something like that and and, and still be able to put up with these traditions. But, Mm. yeah, I think time has come where, you know, Wimbledon, it's time to change. I love that there's a push for it to change. And, you know, we've spoken obviously about Wimbledon, but it's not just tennis Mm. that, you know, we're seeing this push for it to change as well. There's a lot of other sports where where women are forced to wear white as well. 100%. Well, we just saw Manchester City, um, they changed their female away uniform because they did have white shorts and a lot of the female players spoke up and the club listened. And as a result, they're changing their uniform so that the the women don't have to wear white shorts anymore, and I think that's fantastic. The English, uh, the English, sorry, I was going to say the English rugby league team, but the English football team, uh, the Lionesses, who won in the middle of the year, the the Euro 2022, and had just been elevated in their own country to a huge new status, which has just been so fantastic to see. But they spoke to the governing body as well because they wear all white, like mm. really all white. There's hardly even any red. I'm talking about the English red on uh, their uniform at all. And they spoke to their governing body and they wanted to be able to change it and they were knocked back and they weren't allowed to change it yeah. for Euro 2022. And I have to say, when you're playing a sport like soccer or football, I mean, an all-white uniform is really impractical, not just because of your period. <laughs> that's so right? true. Who's doing that washing? That's that's yeah, incredible. Exactly. So and even with, like, cricket as yeah. well, the test cricket, are they traditionally wear all whites as well. And I found an article from Alex Blackwell. She also spoke on On Her Game, amazing episode. If you want to go back and and listen to that, the former Australian cricketer, and now she's a cricket commentator and she's just an all-round great gal. But she spoke about how, you know, 
we have to establish our own tradition with Test cricket for women because they can't be expected to wear all white anymore. She mm. spoke from a personal level about, you know, when she was younger and she scored a century for the Uni of New South Wales against Sydney University and she she walked off the field at the lunch break uh, thinking, oh, my God, I'm amazing, isn't this fantastic? And her twin sister, Kate, pulled her aside and said, you need to change your pants straight yeah. away because you've got your period. And she'd had her period through yeah. her whites from wearing cricket as well. So she just went from this great moment of scoring a century to absolute humiliation and embarrassment. And she had to change her pants. She only had shorts, so she had to finish everything else, finish the match off uh, wearing shorts, which just isn't fair. And she said, as you know, go heading into test matches, you know, she would be conscious of it the whole time. She was on a period, she'd have to wear like super absorbency tampons mm. because, I mean, when you're in cricket, if you're stuck out fielding yes. for a long time, yeah. there's not those breaks to be able to go and, and change your tampon or change your pants or anything like that. And, you know, if you're batting really well, you, you know, you've just passed your average and, you know, they think you're only out there for a few overs and then, you know, you've gone on to score a century, but that's a long time that, you know, you're out at the crease and unable to just quickly go to the toilet when you have your period or if you suddenly get your period and you weren't, I'm thinking about when you plan for it, but what about when you have an accident yeah. and you haven't planned for it at all? So, yeah, she used to be able to be conscious of that all the time. So she had teammates and umpires and everyone that uh, said that they used to, like you said, skip their period using the pill. There's no mm. option for everyone. And she says white pants simply must be removed from women's sports. In the NRLW, you know, the Dragons, they wear white shorts, Richmond, Geelong, North Melbourne. I, there's so many in the AFLW as well wear white shorts as well. And I think a lot of them now, like you and I going, oh, my gosh, yes. Mm, we've I know. We've with this for so long. Why can't this change? And do you think that this will be, I guess, a huge barrier for t- participation for young kids. There's a new study um, that's been released out of Victoria University um, and basically it asked girls who were aged 12 to 18 what sporting uniforms they felt most comfortable Mm. wearing. And, you know, we know 12 to 18, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going through puberty, your body's changing, everything's happening and we want to encourage. also the classic age where people drop out of sport for a lot of women and a lot of girls drop out of sport in those those teen teenage kind of years. And this is the time we want, you know, young girls to feel comfortable playing mm. sport. Um, but according to the research out of Victoria University, 64% of the 727 girls that were surveyed would prefer to wear dark coloured bottoms during sport mm. because, you know, as we mentioned, they're all going through these changes. Mm. Um there was also a number of people that responded saying that they'd actually wanted to quit sport because um, what they've had to play in just reduced their confidence and their ability mm. because, you know, they're being told, no, this is the uniform, this is what you must wear. Um, yeah. And as we said, your body's changing. You don't feel comfortable, you know, whacking on those white shorts yeah. if you're a 12-year-old yeah. girl or 13 and, you know, you've just got your period and maybe mm. your other friends don't. Like it's it's very confronting to be put in these situations. Mm. Um, also, more than 85% of the girls said they'd prefer, prefer to wear shorts and a T-shirt um, mm. Like, why is this just not an option? Why, yeah. <laughs> why aren't 100%. girls being given the, the chance to do that? 
And, you know, netball is one of the ones as well where, mm. you know, they have traditional uniforms. I know Netball New South Wales, I think it was just last year, um, cut the rules and said, okay, you can wear shorts and made that. But a lot of the other states are yet to follow as well. And, you know, I remember playing netball mm. and we'd have to wear like the lacquer really tight dresses as well. Like they were just so impractical. Um, and you can understand why that's a, a barrier to participation. And we're always wondering, and sports administration administrators are always asking the question of what are the barriers to participation? Why do girls give up sport in those crucial teenage years? I'll spit it out mm. in a second. And, you know, that's part of your answer then. But I, I just, I kind of love this debate though, Amy, because for a long time, periods have been taboo. We mm. weren't even allowed to utter the P word at so all. I, well, I've worked my whole life pretty much in all male newsrooms and, you know, I, to really upset my colleagues at Channel 9 as well, like I'd always talk about my period or <laughs> let out the P word or anything and I just I love seeing the males in my sports department just cringe Swear. and just like not know <laughs> where to look or how to look or how to respond. Um, but, yeah, it's been a taboo subject. We haven't talked about this. We keep saying, why has it taken so long for people to talk about this? And I love that women are feeling confident to talk about periods. It's mm. not taboo anymore. There is no shame in being able to talk about this. Uh, and, and is and that well, the reason that you think it's taken so long because I it do. has been, been taboo? It's been taboo. We haven't felt comfortable in our own voice and talking about it. And now we realise this is our body. This is a natural part of life. Why have we been conditioned to feel shamed about talking about mm. this? I also think to answer your question, it's because male, it's been a male-dominated sports industry for a really long time. So I think the people in positions of power are predominantly men who wouldn't even consider this to be an issue at all, uh, wouldn't even thought about it at all. There might have been someone that said, yep, they'll wear that away uniform or they'll wear that, that should be fine, and not once consider that it's an issue. Uh, and if we've and got a guy in the 1880s making up this rule, I think it's time for a shake-up. <laughs> exactly. Do we, though, flip it and be like, should we normalise period stains? Like, hey, yeah. is that, like, do sure. you flip it then going, okay, we've got to say, we've got to change the uniform, but, you know, should we flip it then with everything that I've said and you don't feel shame of of having stains? Well, that's right. You fall over, like cut that. your knee, there's blood. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's this I thing mean, it's, that you're right where we're conditioned to going, no, it, it's such a, a personal issue, but, you know, mm. every woman is going through it. Like, mm -hmm. it's... um Every month. Yeah, again and again. <laughs> again and again. It just doesn't stop. I've had my kids. Can I please? I don't, I don't need my period anymore. Can I, anyway, that's by the by. But, yeah, that's the other argument. Then do you flip it and, and normalise that? My answer with that, I'm still not ready for that. And also I'm not ready to clean blood out of <laughs> white clothing because that is just too hard. Not amount of, no amount of nappy sand or anything is going to get those stains out. So from a practical point of view, we should just change the clothes, yeah. I think, rather than ha expect someone to be able to constantly get stains out of, of white clothing. I agree. But I think it's just important though. It's important that we're having this conversation. It's important that we're talking freely and that women feel comfortable enough to be talking about this and pushing for the mm. rules to change. As we mentioned all along, it's a no-brainer if you're a sports organisation or someone up in, in positions of power. And like you and I, we've been conditioned to think a certain way and to behave a certain way when it comes to our periods and changing our habits. And now we're kind of being questioning and going, well, should we? Why should we change these habits? Why can't, you know, sports organisations and uniforms and dress codes 
make it more comfortable for us. And why do, doesn't women's sports create their own tradition now? So for Wimbledon, for test cricket, for sports and, you know, having the way shorts being white, like why don't we now have our own tradition instead of clinging on to the, the one that was started for men's sports? Why don't we have maybe white shirts and black pants or maybe white shirts and red pants along those lines? But I think definitely it's important to have this conversation and keep pushing for change and not being embarrassed or shame for doing that. Well, as you said, it's about bloody time. 